Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. This is my top five Predator movies. The Predator films, the first film came out in 1987. An action, horror, sci-fi film uh, that spawned a franchise of films uh, that just released its seventh in the franchise if you were to also include the alien versus predator crossover movies as part of the predator franchise which i did in consideration for this list i considered all of the movies that feature the predator uh but the newest film uh called prey which is uh directed by dan trachtenberg and is a prequel of the predator films and uh that was newly released this week and i decided to revisit the predator films a lot of which i had not seen uh but definitely the original predator film and i had seen a couple throughout the franchise and uh put together and rank my top five predator films uh all of the predator films are have the kind of similar obviously they all feature the predator who the predator is more of like a sport hunter really uh, goes to uh, these goes to the the planet to uh, not necessarily hunt for food uh, but to hunt for trophies is a trophy killer and the trophy that the predator takes is generally a skull uh, many times the skull attached to the spinal column as well uh, the predator has heat vision, which is a main part of the Predator's existence. There's uh, laser sights that uh, guide the Predator's weapons. Uh, definitely different kinds of sci-fi-esque weapons. Uh, the Predator has the invisible camo protection uh, so that it is hard to see the Predator itself in a very, very unique kind of a way. Obviously, the Predator has the, the, the typical the, the dreadlocks uh, that, that really give the Predator a unique look. Uh, and uh, the mouth of the Predator is very interesting, kind of like these four claw things that open up and inside is another. It's, it's a very interesting type of a mouth feature, but most of the Predator's features are covered up by armor or covered up by uh, helmet. Uh, there's also the armband of the Predator that is used to self-destruct. Uh, and then there's multiple scenes of the Predator throughout these movies where the Predator also has a first aid kit and provides first aid for himself. Uh, so all of those kind of Predator tropes, uh, some of the movies he hangs uh, his kills upside down. Uh, not all of the movies. It seemed like a, a lot of the early movies that was a trope. Uh, that they did, which is something hunters do, but that's generally hunters will hang their kill uh, in order to process the kill. Uh, but the predator doesn't eat his kill. So the fact that it would do that, uh, I guess that's probably why they removed it eventually uh, from the franchise. Uh, because most of the time the predator is just trying to remove the skull or the spinal column, which is always a graphic kind of... Uh, an aspect of the predator himself uh, but let's get into it <clears throat> now that i've talked about all the different aspects of the predator um let's get into my five favorite predator films starting off with number five uh this is a movie that i really don't like 
there are here's the thing with the predator movies there's two predator movies i think that are amazing then there are a few predator movies that are like fun that are good and then there's a few that are just bad movies sadly my number five pick i consider to be a bad movie it has a lot of problems with it but it does have a unique charm especially for when it was released this one came out in 1990 uh this is the second predator film predator 2 uh this one takes us to a post-apocalyptic los angeles in 1997 is the year that this movie takes place it came out in 1990 i have to say that this movie feels like it was written by a racist from florida because the premise of this post-apocalyptic la is that there is gang warfare and the battling gangs in los angeles california are the colombians and the jamaicans now if you've never been to california or know of the gangs that exist in california uh there's not a whole lot of cubans in california in general there's not a lot of jamaicans in california either both of those tend to be people that you would expect to find in florida uh, a lot of cubans in florida and uh oh no it's colombian i'm sorry still not a lot of Colombians in California. Definitely not a lot of Jamaicans. Right? Very, which just on its head is like, okay, fine. And, of course, the Jamaicans, there's scenes. We have Danny Glover in this as one of the cops. There's a scene where he's, like, trying to get information from the Jamaican gang. And he goes and he smokes a lot of weed. Like, very stereotypical of, like, things. This movie was trying to also be like a uh, RoboCop type of a movie, apparently. Uh, like it was inspired by RoboCop when that came out, which is a very violent type of post-apocalyptic kind of existence. Uh, but this one I don't think pulls it off at all, uh, despite the fact that I love Danny Glover. I think he's great. You also have Gary Busey in this movie. Uh, this movie ends with the ship of the Predator, underneath a building in la for some reason doesn't really make sense why there would be a ship underneath the building uh you have it's instead of the predator being in a jungle like the first predator film this is the concrete jungle which is fun you know the idea is fun okay let's fight the predator in la the fact that it's some po post-apocalyptic la is like annoying uh, it, it doesn't need to be there. It just it's more annoying than anything. Bill Paxton is one of the most annoying characters ever. Like this movie feels like it was created like specifically on cocaine. Like everybody involved with the creation of this film f feels like they were just just like submerged in a vat of cocaine. And uh, it, it really shines through with how wacky it is. Uh, but it is a, a moment where the Predator at the end of the film gives Danny Glover a musket as a show of respect. And uh, let's just say there's a movie later on in the franchise that uh, where we see more of that musket, uh, which actually gives that musket a little bit more gravitas, I would say. Um, but either way, this movie was a wild ride. Um, not that great of a movie, but still better than the other two movies that I didn't even add to this list. Uh, and Danny Glover is fun. Sure. 
Like there's some there's some stuff that just doesn't make any sense in this movie, and it's uh it, it's like it, it had potential, the concrete jungle aspect of it potential, but a lot of like the gang warfare stuff was unnecessary. The post apocalyptic stuff was unnecessary. Like it, it was trying to do a lot. It was like trying to combine a lot of of like like action horror movies not horror necessarily but a lot of like 80s and early 90s kind of movies into one and it just i don't know didn't really like it but i liked it enough to at least put it at number five on my top predator movie list so number five is predator two moving on to my fourth favorite predator movie this is a movie that i actually had high hopes for uh, I really liked the director of this movie. Uh, I, you know, it was more of a modern. It's one of the more modern movies of the Predator that came out, uh, and it's a movie that I went and saw. And uh, despite the fact that they added a lot to it, it just it it fell so it, similar to two. It felt like they were trying to do too much. And that movie coming in at number four is the Predator. Uh, that came out in 2018, directed by Shane Black. I like Shane Black. And this movie has a lot of that Shane Black vibe. Dialogue, very Shane Black, very cool. All the characters in this movie are very cool. They're very funny. Uh, you know, and, and that tone doesn't necessarily fit, you know, despite the fact that he tried to flesh out a black backstory for, like, you know, you have this this soldier who finds the ship and steals equipment, sends it to his family. His son's autistic and, it, it like, somehow knows how to use all this stuff. And uh, it, 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 they tried to make it more of, like, an adventure. You know, it has, like, Spielberg, Star Wars kinds of vibes to it. Like, they tried to, like, really make it a bigger thing than what most Predator movies are. They try to make the cast kind of fun and relatable. Uh, but overall, I think it really falls flat. Um, it's a fun movie, but there's a lot of aspects of it that are kind of just a bummer. Um, <clears throat> they try to, they add uh, predator dogs that have dreadlocks too, which is kind of stupid. Uh, they, which The predator dogs they had in a previous movie, so it's not the first time we've seen predator dogs, but this one I didn't like. They changed the Predator dogs to look more like the Predator, which doesn't make any sense. Like, why would the dogs look like the, the human version? It, ju- it just, it, that didn't really make sense very much. Uh, but it is the movie that kind of calls out the Predator as being more of like a bass fisherman, like he's a, tr- a trophy hunter, not really somebody that's a Predator necessarily, but they like the name. Like, there's some aspects of the c- comedic writing of this movie that I appreciate. But they really tried to make this, it really not only tried to flesh out like this bigger story, but really sets up for a sequel that I don't think anybody has an appetite for. Like the end of The Predators sets up the main character who is very average and very boring. Like he's not a charismatic lead at all, Uh, but it sets him up to be the predator hunter and he has like the predator suit type of thing the anti the super predator suit or whatever that's he's going to use to like go attack the predators now i don't know uh it also has jake Busey, so you have uh the son of gary Busey from predator 2 which is a fun little addition to this movie it has uh 
the one of the characters yell, let's get to the choppa, which is a uh, reference to the first movie, but instead of helicopters, uh, it is in reference to motorcycles, except for the motorcycles aren't actually choppers. Um, choppers tend to be chopped down. Uh, they tend to be more minimalistic motorcycles versus just standard Harleys, uh, which is what they're riding. But, uh, you know, it's it's trying to do some fun stuff. I You know, I didn't uh, just I don't know. It just. It just it just it just misses. It misses like it's really trying. It even introduces like extra large predator predators, which is, you know, fun, I guess. I don't know. It just it feels like it's trying to do a lot. I think if they just had stuck to. A fun cast, fun quippy dialogue, and it being just kind of more of a typical Predator story instead of having to bring in his family that doesn't really make sense why. I don't know. There's a lot of it that just it just fell, it fell f- flat for me when I watched it in theaters and in the rewatch. It was still fun. It's still like trying to do something new, which I appreciate, but I just think it fails at what it attempts to do. Uh, so it's above Predator 2. I like, I like more of this movie than I like Predator 2, but I think because it misses on a lot of things, it's only sitting at number four. So number four is The Predator. Let's take a little break from the Ray Taylor Show to promote my live art streams. That's right, I am an artist as well as a podcaster, and I paint live every Thursday at 4.20 Pacific Time. Head on over, the best place ever for streaming, youtube.com slash inspired disorder. That's right, every Thursday at 4.20, you can watch me paint the many faces. Every week, I paint seven new faces of abstract portraits, ink on paper, and you can watch that happen. You can hang out with me while I listen to a classic episode from one of my favorite podcasts. Head on over to youtube.com slash inspired disorder and check it out. Say hi. Let's hang out. Let's have some fun. And let's paint some faces. Now let's get back to the show. Moving on to my third favorite Predator film. This one, this one I like a lot more. Falls apart in the third act like most Predator, I mean, most kind of genre films tend to fall apart in the third act. Uh, but I like this movie because it's really trying to do something new. It's really trying to do something that a lot of the other movies don't do. Most of the other Predator movies, it is the Predator coming to Earth and humans against Predator. Except for, like, maybe Alien versus Predator Requiem. But this one's interesting because the Predators decide to take people from Earth and assuming other planets, other Predators from other planets, and take them to a planet and do their sport hunting on basically like a wildlife preserve, basically. Canned hunting. And that movie that's trying something new, and I enjoyed that it tried something new, and I had a lot of fun watching it, is 2010's predators this one is the predator movie starring adrian brody which i think he's perfectly fine as an action hero uh you have topher grace which uh, he plays like a doctor like out of everybody that's like a predator he's like the one guy that's like oh i'm not like 
like you have Danny Trejo, which I love. You had Walter Goggins. Uh, you had Adrian Brody. You had uh, Alice, Alice Braga. You have all these Oleg Taktarov, Luis Azua, Azawa, Craig jo- Kerry Jones. You have all these people that are like, like one guy's from the Yakuza. You have uh, Adrian Brody's like this military badass guy. You have Walter Goggins, who's like this, this, this serial rapist who's, who's wearing his, his uh, prison, orange prison garb. You got Danny Trejo, who's like the head of a, a gang in, in, in Tijuana or whatever. Like you're, they, and then Alicia Braga, who's supposed to be this great sniper shooter, although she's horrible shot with a sniper rifle. Um, they're all like supposed to be these dangerous predators from the U.S., and they're all dropped on this island, and they're all kind of work together to try and survive these predators that are out to go get them. And I like that it tried to do that. I like that it, it tried to mix stuff up. And considering the type of hunter the predators are, they're just trophy hunters, right? They, they only are there to collect skulls and, and uh, spinal columns. Uh, it makes sense that this is kind of a version of what those types of hunters do. They're not really out there. Some of them are out there for the legitimate challenge of hunting but they're not out there like hunting to survive they're not feeding their families they're not harvesting meat for their livelihood they're just there to get a trophy on the wall they're like the dentist that goes to africa to shoot an albino rhino you know it's it's there they're there to hunt like very rare things that only people of privilege would have the opportunity to do and some of those people do this type of hunting where they just they have the area caged in and they just, you know, it's not fair chase hunting. It's none. Of, it's you know, it's cheating, basically. So it makes sense. So I appreciate that. I appreciate that commentary on that type of hunter. I appreciate the new way of telling this story where they're all in this alien island. Uh, the twists and things. There's a Lawrence Fishburne aspect to this movie that doesn't really make much sense. Uh, that kind of it kind of falls apart. You have the Topher Grace twist, which was kind of inevitable considering he's the one guy like he's ends up being this doctor serial killer kind of a guy, but he hasn't been caught yet. So how do the predators know that he is a serial killer unless they've been stalking him, doing research on him to know that he's I don't know. But it's still fun. And I like Danny Trejo as well. And I thought Adrian Brody was a pretty decent badass. You know, for like the average action, average looking action hero guy. He's not like an Arnold Schwarzenegger or something like that. Uh, I thought it was fun. I enjoyed it. And this one, they had the spine and skull removal, I think, was the first time we saw that. Uh, which makes sense as well. It's, you know, that makes for a great trophy. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, there's also a moment where there's predator versus predator where there's also, you know, these predators are also hunting possibly different tribes of predators. Uh, but yeah, it's a, a fun movie. I enjoyed it. And even the end wasn't that bad. I, I even like it. There's problems with the, the third act of this movie, but overall uh, I had a lot of fun watching it and was kind of surprised. And uh, I don't know. I think I had seen it before, but I, you know, it was definitely different. 
a different revisit, especially watching all of these movies in succession of one another. Uh, so coming in at number three is Predators. Now, these last two spots, like I said, there are a couple great Predator movies. And there's some fun Predator movies, and then there's some really bad Predator movies. You can guess which movies at this point didn't make the list. Right? The two Alien vs. Predator movies. I'll talk more about them later. Or maybe I won't. But clearly, they're, they're okay, but they're, they're not great. You know, they're, they almost feel more like Alien movies, but I don't know. They're both not that great. It feel like they feel like imitation fast food version of the predator but there are two great movies and this movie that comes in at number 2 could have was the number 1 for the entire list which kind of spoils what this is going to be but after having seen what ends up being at number one, the movie at number one does something that none of these movies do. But, of course, this movie coming in at number two is a Stone Cold classic. And I wouldn't hate anybody for putting this at number one, even though I put it at number two. It is my personal number two. So coming in at number two, my second favorite Predator movie, the original Predator from 1987 starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. There's so many classic moments from this movie. Uh, you have Arnold Schwarzenegger and Carl Weathers doing the mid-air arm wrestle hello. You've got the get him to the choppa. You've got the, the just the how this movie starts with all of these military badass guys doing the typical 80s action movie military extraction. They got to go to this place to extract these people. And then when they get there, they find out the government's lying to them, right? Very Rambo-esque intro to this movie. Very Rambo-esque first half of this movie. Like, it takes a while before you realize you're watching a Predator movie, right? It's almost like Jaws. You don't see them. You know he's out there picking people off. The effects of the Predator are pretty cool, especially for 1987. Um, just, just so many, just so many parts. There's the mention of we are the expendable assets, which is a line from, uh, which is a line from Rambo himself, and of course, probably the inspiration for the Expendables, um, and just the the big action stars that go in to do this extraction and how they are effortlessly picked off. It is like such a great way to do an alien horror action film where you have all of these badasses just one by one get picked off by like this, this invisible silent killer and having Arnold Schwarzenegger face off against the predator at the end and how it's even like, you know, it's not about winning. It's about surviving. Even though Arnold kind of does go on the attack at the end of it, you know, even, even still, like, the Predator just self-destructs himself with the, the little armband thing. But, and, then, and then Arnold gets away. But uh, so great, the moment where he finds out that Mud 
shields the heat transfer so the predator can't see him that's great you got the the scene where everybody's unloading their guns into the forest that is a scene that is in almost every single predator movie where people are just blindly shooting into the trees just unloading their guns into the trees you have the bodies hanging the skinned bodies which the other movies tried to kind of replicate, but I don't think they ever really grasped why that was happening. But yeah, just just so great in every in every aspect. Arnold versus Predator, uh, just so good. And uh, you know, despite how much fun it is, despite how it's almost like a meta commentary on action films itself, right? It has extra layers to it other than just being a dumb action horror sci-fi type of a movie, uh, it's not my number one. So number two, Predator. Let's take a little break from the show to promote the many faces. That's right, I am also an artist. I do ink paintings on paper of abstract faces. A new face, a new painting gets released every single day over at InspiredDisorder.com. So head on over to my website to purchase original artwork directly from the artist. Also, there are prints available for select images. Head on over to InspiredDisorder.com, buy original art, buy prints if that's your jam, if you want 8x10 prints on high quality paper. Also, if you're looking to wear some art, there are shirts available with original artwork by myself. Select faces from the many faces are also available in t-shirt form. You go to inspiredisorder.com, you buy original artwork, you buy prints, you buy shirts, you're supporting an artist directly. And if you're the type of person that likes to invest in NFTs, there are also NFTs available for select faces. Go to inspiredisorder.com now. And now let's get back to the show but moving on to my favorite predator movie right because this movie did something as i said this movie did something that none of the other predator movies did this movie made me emotionally invested in the main characters in no other predator movie did i stand up and cheer in no other predator movie did i get brought to tears in most movies, do I not experience the same levels of emotion that I experienced while watching my favorite Predator movie? So coming in at number one is Prey. This prequel to the Predator series just came out this year, 2022, written and directed by Dan Trachtenberg, co-written by Patrick Asen. Uh, this is a movie that made me literally jump up and cheer this is a movie that literally made me cry. I absolutely love this main character. Uh, this is not only Naru is the main character. This movie takes place in, what, 17... Uh, oh, it doesn't even say. It's like 1700s, Great Plains, Cherokee Nation... Comanche, I'm sorry, not Cherokee, my apologies. Comanche, this is a film that was uh, released with a Comanche dub, so you can watch the entire movie 
in the Comanche language, if you want, which is a first. Uh, this is a movie that most of the actors are Native American. This is a movie that really uh, wanted to represent Native Americans properly. Uh, and this is a movie where Dan Trachtenberg himself says it's a movie about a sidekick. Naru is, would have been a sidekick in most movies. Right. In most other movies, she would have been the sidekick and her brother would have been the hero. Right. Because Naru is somebody who's who's just trying to prove to herself. She's trying to prove to her brother and her tribe her ability to hunt. And throughout this movie, she's constantly barely surviving, constantly falling short of being victorious in her in her what she sets out to do. And not until the end of this movie does she really take a turn. Does she not? Does she finally start believing in herself? Throughout this movie, she's collecting interesting weapons, almost like a video game. You know, she has her hatchet that's attached to a rope, which is amazing. There is some inventive fighting styles. You have the most badass predator, I think. Stripped down because it's a, a prequel. This is apparently the first, according to the movie, of her, the first time the Predator has hunted on the Earth. So it's very stripped down. Just has a basic face mask, a retractable shield. Still has the arrow gun weapon that's on his arm. Still has the laser sighting. You know, just very basic weaponry. Definitely the Predator is out there to try and just, like, test his might, right? There's scenes where the, the Predator takes on a bear. There's a scene where the Predator is, like, taking the, the, the skull and vertebrae from, like, snakes and from wolves. Like, all these different animals that he's coming across on this new, new place. Like, he had never been to Earth before, right? He sees a snake. Ah, oh, gets the snake, right? He's hunting the other Predators, And then he comes up across and even doesn't even when Naru is like confronted by the Predator, the Predator doesn't even bother because as we've seen in previous Predator movies, the Predator only attacks things that he feels that it feels is a threat to him. Right. So if you're unarmed, the Predator is probably not going to do anything to you. Naru doesn't have any respect, doesn't think Naru is going to do anything, doesn't really spend as much time. There's the trappers that the Predator, you get to see great fight scenes against the trappers. There's great fight scenes against the other Comanche that try and fight the Predator. Great, brutal fight scenes. But it's the end of this movie that's so smart. Like, I'm so used to watching these Predator movies, and there's not a whole lot of thought behind it. You know, not really wrapping things up in a way that 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 is inventive. And this movie, because of my prejudice to action horror sci-fi movies, because of my prejudice towards the Predator movies, I did not give this movie the credit it deserved with how smart and intelligent not only the movie, the writing, but also the characters were. And there's a turn that happens with Naru that is amazing, where she finally 
puts all the pieces together. She's collected the weapons she needs. She's collected. She's she's survived so many situations. She's seen her brother die. She's seen her tribe, like the other hunters in her tribe die. Like, and she's like to the point where something needs to change. Something needs to happen. And it's a scene where she's sitting by the fire and she's using one of the trappers as bait for the predator. Right. She cut the trapper's leg off with the little slap bracelet thing that the predator had. And the guy's leg, the stu- bloody stump is being eaten by rats. And she's on the fire. She's putting the, the war paint on. She's putting the blood on her chin. And she's like, you guys don't show me any respect. Hey, you guys, you guys don't think I'm a threat. And because you don't think I'm a threat, that's exactly why I'm going to get you. You don't even know that I'm hunting you now. And it's like the scene that that happens after that, how she fights the predator, the things she does in that fight that were set up in the movie as you're watching it, what she does with the face mask, what she does with obstacles that she had overcome previously in the movie, how like even when as an audience member, I thought she had won and then the predator is still there and kind of rises again and her confidence in what's about to happen versus my skepticism about i'm i'm like oh no and she's like yes do it and what happens after that and and just it's mind-blowing it's so amazing it is a moment that at one hand had me cheering then i saw the predator wasn't done yet and then i was like and then the, the this next part happens and i could not I just I burst into tears. It's like it's so it's like she finally believed in herself. She finally showed the trappers, she showed the predator and later showed her her tribe that she is a badass hunter herself. And it's like it has all of the predator moments. You see the the origin story of the musket that's given to Danny Glover in Second Predator. We don't see how the Predators got that gun, right? But you see how she gets it and how she uses it. That's one of the tools, one of the weapons she collects along her journey, right? You see the, the cool hatchet with the rope. You see the smart fighting styles. You see all the Easter eggs. Like, there's a scene where all the trappers are shooting into the forest blindly. There's a really funny scene where, like, they shoot. The Predator blocks it. But because they're using muskets, they're like frozen because they know they have to reload their guns. And of course, as they reload their guns, they kind of get dispatched by the, the predator. So there's definitely a little bit of humor in there, too, uh, which is another aspect of the predator movies to have a little dash of humor. At least uh, there is the first aid scene where the predator has, you know, for, uh, is administering first aid to himself, which is a notable aspect of the predator series. But it's, it's really a story about, about proving not only to everybody else, but proving to yourself that you are as badass as you know you can be. Because she, like, knows she can be this ultimate hunter, but she hasn't been able to prove it to herself. But she never gives up. And it's so great. I loved it so much. It, like, I care so much about that character. There is no character in any of the Predator movies that I care about as much as I care about Naru. And her dog. It's a girl and her dog. 
you know? And the dog isn't the emotional... This, this movie doesn't emotionally hinge on the dog. The movie doesn't emotionally hinge, like, on the predators, how potentially that dude's kid is supposed to be the emotional center of this movie. Like, this movie is emotional because you care about her, you care about her tribe, you care about her brother, and you care along the way as these people are taken from her. And as she struggles to find a way to prove to herself that she can do it. It is amazing. I absolutely love this movie. Like, in general, it is an amazing movie. I believe it transcends the Predator films. Right, this, I mean, it is, has the action that you would want from, like, Predator, but it, it takes it to another level, and it's, like, something that clearly shows why the Predator became obsessed with, with hunting humans on Earth, because they came across the intelligence of Naru. And it's amazing. It's amazing. I loved it so much. Easily my number one while I'm watching it. Like, even halfway through, I'm like, this has got to be number one. Because I didn't know. It could have been Predator. I mean, that's just classic. It's so good. Most of the sequels are like, there's a lot of problems. Some are worse than others, obviously. But, like, Predator was, like, it's Stone Cold classic. And it's like, this movie's got to blow my, blow my socks off. And let me tell you, my feet are bare. This blew my socks off. I absolutely loved it. Uh, so Prey, my number one favorite Predator movie. Uh, and then, of course, the notable mentions, the two Alien versus Predator movies, they're okay. They're like a decent, like, watch. It's, I don't know, like, I could have easily not even rewatched them. It wouldn't have mattered. Like, there's just nothing there. It's, like, clearly just a crossover thing to do. A thing to do. Like, the stories don't make any sense. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think the, the movies are so different. The two franchises are so different. I think the Alien franchise is far more interesting of a franchise than Predator. But, uh, you know, I watched them. I gave them a shot. Because you never know. You never know. But I couldn't add either of them. I didn't think they fit on this list at all. So, one more time. This is my top five Predator movies. Starting off with number five is Predator 2. Number four is The Predator. Number three is Predators. Number two is Predator. And my number one favorite Predator movie is Prey. Let me know how you would rank the Predator movies in my comments. Hit me up on social media. I would love to know what you think what your favorite? How did you like Prey? Have you seen it yet? I hope you've seen it. If you're a Predator fan, how could you not see it? And and my big question is, I I, I don't I see a lot of people say that Predator is still their favorite and Prey is their second favorite. I want to know how you would rank the Predator movies. Does Prey elevate the movie? Does that make your number one? Does that unseat Predator? Uh, I've seen a few people rank Predator two as number one, and I. You know, I don't know about that. But let me know how you would rank the Predator movies. Let me know. I'd, I'd appreciate that. But, uh, yeah, that's it. Watch out. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. And follow the show on Instagram at Ray Taylor Show. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Oh!
church. Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.